0: hello and thank you for tuning into Kingdom life with mapo Shears I hope that this week's podcast encourages inspires strengthens and most of all gives you a deeper understanding of the kingdom of heaven don't forget to subscribe to this channel so you don't miss out on any of the episodes and if you think someone else needs to hear about this podcast please go and share it now let's get into this week's podcast. Hey there, and thank you so much for tuning into this week's podcast. I'm really excited that you've decided to take uh, some time out of your week uh, to tune in and listen. My name's Matt Boshears. Uh, I'm going to be your host, your DJ, your whatever you want to call me um, as we we jump in. Um, Just to give you an idea, this is my very first podcast actually recording – outside of a, I would say a, uh, church setting. Um, I've preached a few times, but never actually sat down and, uh, did a podcast. So this is very raw. Uh, it's, it's not what I would call professionally done. Um, this is literally me just sitting down. I'm actually in my bedroom at the work desk and just recording. Uh, so you may hear things in the background. You're like, what the heck's going on there? Uh, it's literally me just, uh, in the room um you may hear uh me let my cat come walking in uh meowing because she's you know her feed bowl is only half full or something and you know she's um spoiled rotten and she needs it all the way full um so those who have pets they get that um uh, but again like this is nothing uh elaborate um nothing crazy it's just me sitting down and talking uh, but I'm really excited to do this I've been wanting to do this for a little bit um so again like this is my very first episode um, and just wanting to talk to people about kingdom related things um hence the name Kingdom Life with Matt shears um, but this uh we're just gonna dive in and get ready uh, I'm just really excited uh to be doing this so I was kind of really thinking about what did I want to do before my first um Podcast and I had tr- tried some things out. And I was like, you know, I, it really wasn't me. Um, they were kingdom related, good topics, but I'm like, it wasn't me. Um, and then one day uh, my wife and I were having a conversation and, and my dad um, was there uh, uh, talking as well. And we got to a really good conversation about God um, and who he is. Um, and who he is, shows us who we are. And it was just a good conversation. I was like, man, this is so good. I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to talk about. Um, that, that, like that message needs to be cleared. Um, the message me talked about and because it, who God is, it's kind of a, this distorted vision of who he is. It, it's not accurate. Um, And that's why I titled today um, of this podcast distorted images, because there are, you know, there are several, several aspects of like our Christian walk that I would say are highly important to learn and understand. You know, that's knowing who we are in Christ, understanding our role and position that we take as sons and daughters in the kingdom, what salvation is and what it means when we receive it what does it mean to live by kingdom principles and not religious propaganda like all those are important but i would say the most uh, important aspect above all else that we need to have a good understanding of that has i believe has been uh distorted questioned um, and doubted uh for years um is the understanding of who god is of who he really is. And sometimes you can't answer the who without the what. Like when you, okay, for instance, I was uh, talk about when, uh, Moses was going to go before Pharaoh and he was, uh, going to be stating to let the Israelites go. Moses asked who, who should I say has sent me if they, if they ask for a name, and God replies to him in Exodus 3 verse 14 and says, I am that I am, or I am who I am. And in that response, we see the the who, the I am. But when we break down that response in the Hebrew, uh, we see the word uh, for I or for am is haya, uh, which means to exist, to become, to come to pass. And so we take that answer and we say, I exist, I become, I come to pass. Then we find the what of God. So we have the who, the I am, God Almighty, and then the what, I exist, who is, who was, and is to come. And so we have a who and a what wrapped up in one single phrase of God. And in today's society, we even, and like in our church realm, I believe our idea of and the vision of God uh, has just been distorted. Uh, one example, I think. You know, we hear, um, you know, we, we okay, like we look back in the Old Testament. You know, we see uh, God um, flooding the earth because he's he just looks upon the sin and he's like, I can't take this no more. Like they, the hearts of men has become so evil, so he floods the earth. Or we look at Sodom and Gomorrah and how he rains down fire upon the city. Or you know, uh, the Israelites coming out of Egypt and so like they wander in the wilderness for forty years before they enter to the promised land. We're like, like, what God, who loves his people, makes them do this? And like, we look at all the hardship, we look at everything, we look at God and we're like, man, he's like this white beard dude up in heaven on a throne with a lightning bolt just ready to smite. You know, God's wrath is real. But then in John 14, verse 8, Philip comes to Jesus and says, show us the Father, and Jesus turns to him and says, Have I been with you so long and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? And I think um, in that area and aspect is a is a distortion as well. Is when we hear God talks about a heavenly father, and those of us who um have had fathers that have been good to us. I mean that, you know, we are like, okay, great, you know, that's we, we get that. But for those who've had father figures that have uh just really hurt, betrayed, abandoned, and abused their children, you hear a heavenly father and you're almost like, nah, I'm good, I don't want that. And so that in itself um can be a distorted image of who God is when we, we hear Him portrayed as, as a Heavenly Father because of how earthly fathers have treated their children and how that, that image has um, been corrupted. And we will talk about that later. Um, I'm actually doing a part two, and we're going to talk about that um, in part two. But here in part one, I really want to focus on something that I believe uh, we struggle with under with this understanding and the idea... Of looking at this lens. Um. And that is referring to. God is holy. And I think that is where. If we can grasp that idea. If we can grasp the the holiness of God. then I'll, And stay looking at things through that lens. Then a lot of things. Uh. Come into perspective. And everything else. Um. Uh, just it, it it just looks like let me like, um like if you're not looking through the lens that god is holy then then really all the other aspects of the bible all the other aspects are out of focus because without that understanding of god being holy and that he's not some long beard overly strict Tyrant on a throne, um, you know, then the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ is downplayed, and the love that He has for His children is downplayed, and that when you understand His holiness and how holy He is, then you get a you get a fear of God, and you are not fearing God which is dis- have a fear and do fear are, are two different things, are two different elements. In, in Romans 7, Paul is writing a letter. And in this letter, he explains that if it was not for the law, that we would not have known what was sin in our lives. And the point of the law was not to necessarily give us rules and guidelines to live by. But it was to show us our true sinful state and desires. The state that would separate us from a holy God. Because in his holiness, sin cannot stand or be present. And often we get the idea that God can't come near us because of our fallen state. We, When really it is... Us that can't come near to him because of our fallen state. You know, the place like. Uh, everybody has a like this, like a certain food smell or like just like a visual visualization that like you just can't be around. Um, and when I said that, you're like, oh, yeah, like something came to mind. Like y'all know what that one thing is that like you see it. And like you know, like just get that thing away from me. Um, like for me, I would say, uh, like, <laughs> um, like for instance, like guac, I it is so disgusting to me. Um, it doesn't matter what it's on. Um, if I taste it, it's like I just want to spit it out. Um, and I've had like some burritos that it's been on that the burritos themselves were just so good and then I got a taste of that and I was like okay I gotta stomach this because the rest of the burrito's great and like my wife loves it but me I'm like it is just mush in my mouth like there's no to me there's no flavor there's nothing to it it's just disgusting Um, so like you know we, so like we all have that one thing or that's something that we, you just cannot be around or look at. But yet we'll act astonished or baffled when we read that God cannot look upon our sin or give or give in to the slightest head nod of approval of it. We will, we will be like, it's so crazy to think that we have something that we can't look at because it, it disgusts us or that we just don't want to be around or we don't like to see um, or even that one person that we just cannot be around but almost feel insulted that when we hear God cannot look upon us in a sinful state it's like what do you mean you can't do that and if we as humans have things that we can't look at. We have to understand that God as a holy righteous being cannot look at the sin in our lives. It it can't come in his presence because of who he really is. And like, and like that's when like when we see that there's moments in like the old Testament where God couldn't look down upon man anymore because of the sin had uh, become just so sought after and so desired that it, it would be like you where I walk into a room that had every disgusting thing you could imagine on the walls, floors, ceiling, furniture and thinking, yeah, this is no problem. I can live with this. Like, no, you'd want to clean that up. Um, like, there are people that I know that would, like, On if you've ever watched the, it's an old show called Monk with Adrian Monk, you know, who OCD clean freak just uh just like he would just lose it at this like small sight of uh like something being out of place or or um just like stuff that needed to be cleaned up and god looks down at a simple man that was doing everything they could that was just pleasing to the flesh and their just desires and he said i can't, i have to clean this up they have gotten so far away that i have to come in and i have to redo this you I know mean, like most of us can't even watch an episode of hoarders without wanting to throw up or you know it or like we're cringing But we expect a holy and righteous God to be able to look down on our sinful heart and think nothing of it. And that's why, like I say, not understanding who God is in His holiness and righteousness completely downplays the significance of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. That through Christ you and I can now come step into the presence of God. That I can now have an intimate relationship with Him where before there was separation. That there are angels that cry out 24-7 Holy, Holy Holy is the Lord, holy, holy that the that he who formed every living thing, the stars, the the, the earth, formed the land, separated the waters, called into the deep. That in all of who he is, that uh, first of all, he is holy. And that my sinful state cannot dwell in his presence. I cannot come to him with a self-righteous, with pride, with, with lust in my heart, with uh, offense, with, with hatred, that there is a separation there. And so when you think about the love that God has, that he would send his son to die for us, So that there could be a covering that we could come to him. That you can't come to me in your sinful state, but you can come to me through the blood of Jesus. That now I can have that intimacy with you. I can have that relationship with you. I can have what I've been desiring. I can have that what I wanted from the beginning And, but like even but and even with the blood of Jesus on our lives we still have to look through the lens of him being holy and righteous we still must always just because the blood and his grace doesn't mean it's it's a it's a it's an escape well i I'm, I'm living by grace I'm, I'm living you know his grace um covers me his grace is new every day I'm good. That is true. But we have to still look through a, a a lens of of God being holy. And that there is there is nothing better than being in his presence. You know, in his presence there is fullness. And everything you'll ever need you will find in his presence. If you're if you long for affirmation, you'll find it in his presence. If you're if you're longing for peace, for joy, for satisfaction, for unconditional love, for mercy, for acceptance, you'll find it in his presence. But we cannot mistake emotion for his presence. Because because there's times that I've heard, you know, that a lot of times some people have mistaken a feel good, positive, encouraging build up message, slapped an, an altar call on it. And because people came down and saying they need a touch of heaven and the music got pumped and we've said we've had it an, and people cried and we've said we've had an encounter of his presence. But did we or just we have or were our emotions just heightened? Because when you really think about His presence, when you come into His presence, each and every time that you come, yes, there will be an overflowing of joy, peace, affirmation, and restoration. But you will also find correction, redirection, and examination of your spirit when needed. That when I walk out of that encounter, and you did not feel the conviction for any sin in your life, for any wrongdoings, for anything that you were doing that was out of alignment for God, then you did not have an encounter with him, but you had an encounter with your emotions. Why? Because when you get into his presence, his light will always shed and bring to light the sin and the things in your life that are not in alignment with him. And what it does, it will stir something in you that you will look at yourself and you'll say, God, this needs to change in my life. This needs to be fixed in my life. Because in stepping into his presence of his holiness shows us who we really are as people. It shows us, you know, like it says, That our righteousness is as filthy rags. And I think that you know. There's. You know there's people that have said. They've died and gone to heaven. And they met God there. And they, they walked around. And God was showing them this. God was showing them that. And I'm not saying they're flat out lying. I'm not. But what I am saying is. I don't think that's possible because when you look and it's like when moses moses did not even see the full image of god he did not even see his face god just showed him his backside his his back and when moses came down they had to cover his face because nobody could look on him because because of he had what he had seen that there is a state of God that when we come into his presence, we cannot leave the same way that we walked into it. That there are times when I've come into his, like I've, I've sat down and I've prayed that my attitude of how I was during that day, I had to ask for forgiveness. the thoughts that I've had I've had to ask for forgiveness. the way I spoke to my wife, I had to ask for forgiveness. like those those things, and then when I've seen my state, and then through the blood. I've covered it. Then I now step into that part of the present that I find the fullness the 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 joy. But a lot of times when you come into his presence at first it's it can be dis- disgusting almost to put it. It can be very uncomfortable. because it shows the light on my flesh and just my, my nature my fallen nature and when we all look through the lens that God is holy and there's no one like him there's no one above him, not even beside him. That everything is below him In his awesomeness. That when I think about the cross, when I think about the promise of everlasting life, I'm blown away that the sacrifice of Christ is magnetized in my eye. That when I get to come in his presence, when I, when I, step into my prayer closet and I shut the door and he's already there. That a holy God comes down to meet me. Somebody that sometimes mouths off at the wrong time. That when I get mad or I feel like someone has messed me over that I'm ready to get Even. That he is there waiting for me with no condemnation, with love, with compassion. And that the that love and the redirection. That there's love in that redirection and in that correction. Because it always just brings him back, brings me back to him. It's not a thundering voice that I hear. It's a small voice. It's an intimate voice. That's just like, hey. You need to fix this. You you may have let your thoughts get a little crazy today. let's 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 acknowledge this area let's work on it and and i forgive you for it and that i cannot stay the same way when i walk into his presence The thing is, I don't have to because his forgiveness is there. His love is there. And so I just wanna wanted to share that with you though. That looking through the lens of God and how holy and righteous he is puts everything else into perspective, puts everything else in the focus. When you read the Bible, read through the lens of how holy he is. And I promise there'll be things that will just come to, that you'll just be like, wow, wow. And you'll never look at yourself the same way you'll never look at yourself as I deserve this or I deserve that or or think why why could God allow this to happen he's holy he's holy so thank you so much for, for tuning in and listening I hope you will uh, uh, hope you get something out of this, um, and tune in next week as we will be talking about the distorted images part two. Um, and love you guys. Have a great week.